This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. The year was 1962. John F. Kennedy was a leaky-headed man in a few months. <laughs> That's how you start a podcast, baby. <laughs> Kennedy, how many shooters? One. Me. <laughs> My fucking lose. All his fucking wife. Oh, 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 oh. Big old titties. <laughs> Big dog in the house. JFK is dead. And a 13-year-old Steve who's... Gott fucked that woman. That's how the story ends. <laughs> who's Steve Gott? My dad. <laughs> Your dad was born in 1950? 49. What? Yeah. How old, your, how old was your dad? Uh, 35 when he had me because he had shit to do. <laughs> Is that what he named all his ex-girlfriends? That's the other thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's the... Yeah, 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 this is a Patreon pick from what I'm assuming is one of our many, many divas. They're not women. They're divas still to me. Never forget that they had the, they, the calling it the divas revolution is basically being like the lippy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you win the cunt belt. <laughs> Contemptuous whore title. <laughs> it, is, it was very apt for like Candace Michelle won the title. Yeah. Nah, nice. There's nothing better than... She Arnie. wanted in a giving it to me match. Artie Lang talks about, uh, and Norm McDonald talk about hanging with Bob Euchre, and uh, he'd be doing commentary and be hitting the cough button to talk about sluts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, of course Bob like, Euchre is. Like, sliding to third, look at the trollop uh, four rows up from the dugout. Ooh, I'd like to give her a piece. And he's safe. Never forget this, buddy. Bob Barker, 97 years old, still alive. He's going to have his Jerry Lewis moment for sure. What's Jerry that? Lewis moment during the New Orleans telethon. He just said the uh, the word that ends with my last name. <laughs> oh, no. He just said that. <laughs> he was like, what kind of shirt is that? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then everyone was like, oh. And he was like, give for the hurricane. Keep in mind, Jerry Lewis, they were doing an interview, and this was clearly set up to be like, I'm, i got to make sure everyone knows I'm a good father. And so his daughter walked in and he went, how do you get candy from daddy? And then she started singing and then he gave her a candy and went, kiss me on the lips. No. <laughs> yes. Baby girl, you've been on my mind. Fulfill my fantasies. Also, my agent has a guy named Bojangles. <laughs> Are you represented by a vaudeville agency? Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife, look at her. Take him out, honey. We need the fifty dollars. Uh, Dylan Gott's uh, Dylan Gott went in to meet with his agent. His agent was delayed because there was someone in there just doing the aristocrats. Joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I we took a limo uh, to an event, and uh, the limo was the size of your average table chair. Forty-three of us got out. It was a clown car. That was the joke there. Get out. Get uh, out. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of clown cars, we're talking about the only woman to emerge from what I can only assume is. A small car filled with people eating their own legs. Yeah. Not a blood Before we have we start this episode. This is a Patreon pick from Jocelyn Noyce. 
the Divas Champion of the Wrestler Review, guys. Jocelyn. She is the only woman that gives. Statistically, though, based on our listenership, that means we have 70 Divas. 70 Divas. 70 Divas. Divas. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jocelyn. Thank you so much Jocelyn, for your donation. You so much. She submitted all female wrestlers. I will be ignoring the other three. <laughs> yeah. JK YOLO. Sorry, Jocelyn. We only respect. If your genitals don't hang out of your body, we know you're weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me see them. I don't want to look up there. Yeah. Snake could be hiding up there. Just- <laughs> <laughs> we got in this purse. <laughs> this second purse you women get. That's what uh, gynecology was in the 1800s. Yeah. I'd like to cut it off, but there's nothing to cut. Yep. Throw her in the lake. Some, <laughs> someone heat up a poker. We're going in to figure out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is uh, I watching her matches. Luna Vachon. Wrong era. Oh, my God. Literally man. 20 years earlier or, or 20, 20 years, years later, later, she didn't give... Oh, fuck. I, there was a guy I went to school with named Jason Gwynn. He uh, lived in West Virginia. He was the first man to uh, really teach me that Sherry Martell was an amazing wrestler. And I say this about uh, Luna Vachon as well. In trying to attempt his accent, like, Luna didn't give no fuck. She was taking... You know how people yeah, you know how people used to sell the Ryback clothesline where it was like, oh, you clotheslines you and then you land only on the back of your head. Luna, you could see there's a bunch of matches with her and Medusa in WCW where it's just like Medusa's comeback is literally murdering Luna. Yeah. <laughs> and just Luna being like, oh man, she's so good. She Luna, ripped her fucking voice box for the fucking industry, baby. Luna's Hulk up was uh, ah, yeah. spitting, uh, spitting cum. Keep in mind, now Luna <laughs> Vachon, um, classy move. Was uh, adopted. She wasn't actually an originally a part of. She wasn't part of the Vachon family. Paul Vachon married her mom. Yep. The Vachon family adopted her, and Luna felt that that was a more calm influence in her life than her original family. Which is, do you understand that Mad Dog? Where was she born? Without looking at it, I'm gonna say Florida, and I'm totally guessing Atlanta. The Florida of the South. There's a special type of like energy that comes with being a lower class white person in the southern United States that literally is so good for entertainment and so bad for just trying to hang out with them. There's just this energy of like just I don't give a shit. Well, okay, so good. The thing is we both spend a lot of time living in England and England has a defined class system, a lot of it. as does America. But America doesn't call it out. It, no, yeah. It, but like, fuck everywhere me. has a class system. But America, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's like, where are you going? We don't go to that bar. Why? It's in that neighborhood, and I have a car. Like, what? No, you. Fuck. Canada is a really weird thing because you talked about this in an episode uh, last week. But it's like, don't wear new things. Isn't a Canadian thing? Isn't a Canadian class thing? That's literally a regional thing. So like, there's this. The only place I think the class system, I mean, it obviously exists in Canada, but the only, you can really feel it is in the cities because then it's like, oh, those shoes are cool. Those, uh, but like if you're in Alberta, everyone's the same. It's just the only thing that divides the rich from the poor is they'll, the rich will wear a suit to a wedding and the poor 
They're tucking a goddamn beer shirt into their oh, jeans. No, no, no. The new I'll wear a black red dog shirt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. This is how you know is that baseball cap uh, uh, coupled with dress shirt untucked jeans. Yep. You best believe I'm wearing some sort of weird off-brand sneaker. <laughs> yeah. New Balance or New Balance? Yeah. It's like I'm wearing new Nikes. Nike Balance. <laughs> um, Luna Vachon... Uh, brought into the Vachon family. Now, the Vachon family, uh, most famous members are Butcher and Mad Dog. Mad yes. Dog famously opened a door drunk in the AWA of a plane. Great. The only reason why the, they didn't die is because it was an old-timey uh, private plane, and they had to they chained the door in for security, and if they hadn't, that door would have flown into the engine. Yeah. Also, Mad Dog Vachon famously was brought back for a Legends Night, and they had Jerry the King Lawler beat him up with his own goddamn leg. Because he didn't give a fucking uh, shit. Also, Mad Dog Vachon uh, only liked Luna of all of the second-generation Vachon kids. Really? Didn't the, uh, Neither Paul nor Marcel wanted any of their kids to go into wrestling. Yep. Mad Dog's son went into wrestling, so Mad Dog decided he hated him. And put him in the ring with the Iron Sheik, then walked to the ring and started yelling, break his leg. <laughs> but could that be another thing where it's like, because Luna is adopted, they were like, oh, the rules do apply, Absolutely but don't not. They apply. were very much against her going into Yeah, because they. the other thing to is... To the point that they didn't know where she was for a while. They just knew she was in Florida and hired yeah, a Yeah, the PI, they hired a PI and then found her as a, working as a waitress. Here's another weird... Also, she had an incredibly intensely close relationship with Andre the Giant. So... No. Yeah, I, I don't want to delve. Oh, Luna, you are the only one who can take it. <laughs> you just do Jabba the Hutt? That basically is Andre the Giant's voice. Me want the boom boom. <laughs> um, but Luna Vachon, again. How old was Luna here, though? Luna she, is, okay, that's creepy. When she breaks in in 1985? No, I'm just saying, because... Uh, 23. Yes, but she was close to Andre the Giant. They then had a... Uh, was ba she basically, she was 12 and she really wanted to be a wrestler and then Andre the Giant took her to Paris to try and dissuade her. Yeah, they just were like, please don't do this. Yeah. Because it's also understandable. Which is what I hope happened. But also, yeah, let's let's hope they had a nice time and slept in separate hotel rooms and he just shit on the hotel bed that he covered in cardboard, which is apparently how he used to shit in hotels sometimes. Because <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't get into the bathroom. Yeah, I heard he was like shit. I would hear he was just shit and then lie down in the lobby and then they'd be like... Well, I guess Andre's sleeping in the lobby. No, two different stories. The story you're referring to is him and Pat Patterson got drunk in Florida, and they got to the hotel. Andre asked, are we at the hotel? And he said, yes. And they turned back, and Andre the Giant was just lying, passed out in front of the lobby. That's so good. The concierge then was like, you have to move him. And they were like, we can't. And then they were like, well, he can't sleep here. And it's like, well, yell at him when he wakes up. And then they took his wallet and keys and watch, went to bed, woke up the next morning at 10 for breakfast, and Andre was like surrounded by people just trying to check into this hotel and they were like Andre and he woke up and was like let's get some breakfast and no one messed with the man who another time never forget Andre the Giant was in a bar on Bishop Street in Montreal okay Jerry's Bar which is also a whorehouse it's now gone oh and a bunch of guys were calling him a fat idiot and he chased them to their car flipped the car over with them inside of it went back kept getting drunk and those guys got arrested for drunk driving because their excuse was a giant flipped over our car <laughs> that's great 
best thing ever. That's the greatest thing ever. Uh, Luna Vachon was... Uh, the other thing you have to remember with the Vachons is the reason why the Vachons and Andre are very close, all French people, it's also the Vachons as heels would be used a lot as opponents for Andre. Yeah. So, because he... Basically, you bring in Andre the Giant and put him in a battle royal. You put one of the heels like the Vachons in because it's like, holy fuck, they're so crazy... They'll bite Andre's perineum and take him down or yeah. something like that. Just the same way Macho Man was like a viable heel against Hogan because he was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was the thing. unbelievable. You know? And then they tried it years later with Dean Ambrose, but no one was buying Yeah, because the difference is like Macho Man Randy Savage is in the back knocking over cameras and screaming for Elizabeth. And Dean Ambrose, as covered in many an episode, is like... You know, double dipping. I triple dip, motherfucker. <laughs> One, two, three times the salsa. Mm. Mm. So I still use condoms, but they're ribbed. But I turn them into a. <laughs> I don't want the lube. <laughs> Make her feel how bad it is to have sex. God is real. So who trained Luna Vachon? Her aunt Vivian, who was. In female wrestling circles, basically viewed one of the best female wrestlers of all time, and the fucking queen pimp daddy herself, Fabulous Moolah. Oh, sweetie pie, come over here and rest your head on my leathery tits. Oh, honey, you would be really great as if you fucked both of the Briscoe brothers. Both generations. (laughs) Wait. Mark and Jay want some cookie. (laughs) (laughs) They're not related by blood, but they are related by cum. (laughs) In that they've all come in me. (laughs) (laughs) We call it the Marty Jannetty blood ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, as we covered in the Fabulous Moolah episode that you can listen to in our archives, uh, Fabulous Moolah was born to the darkness and then became it. (laughs) Isn't that sad? (laughs) You know, serial killer mean Gene, we just didn't say that, but that's pretty much Moolah. Oh, Gene, I'd love if you came over for some tea and we could compare victories. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Moolah had a house where a lot of lady wrestlers lived briefly, but none of them credited Moolah with their career. And there's like, and she like was doing like, she took a bunch of their money for a long time. She was basically like accused of running a whorehouse basically with female wrestlers at one, basically being like, if you want to push, you have to fuck the yeah. guy who runs the territory so basically and then she went out on a date with mean, with mean gene and mean gene was quoted as saying oh, that lady's a bit intense yeah. <laughs> that woman showed me some things i'll use for other people but not against her her game is strong <laughs> tried to slice through her hide with a, a descaling knife and all i got was a broken blade <laughs> oh no let me tell you a few co-eds paid for my inability to conquer that mountain <laughs> So I popped by my friend N. Kempner's prison cell and said, Ed, you are an inspiration. So she, who was her first roomie in wrestling? Scott Livy. No. Raven. Yeah, it was Raven. Quote the Raven, Luna, stop biting my ass. It's fucking crazy how long Raven was a wrestler, and you can see why the Raven character was so fulfilled and perfect, because he basically just ripped off Kevin Sullivan's demonic character added Paul Heyman's kind of influence and grunge culture, and that was Raven. Really? Ra- I always saw him as... Nope. I saw him as, like, Jake the Snake grunge. So did I, but it was only in researching Luna because she he grew up in Florida at the height yep. of wrestling because yep. his dad worked for the National Enquirer. True. All information... Really? Yeah, his dad was the um, one of the under-editors under Gene Pope, who is the progenitor and original owner of the National Enquirer, got the money from Frank Costello. Great. There's a gr- Jesus. Great documentary on Netflix. One of the best. That's crazy. Gotta watch it. So fucking good. What's like, it called? Uh, Inquiring Minds. The story of Gene Pope. Fucking awesome. 
And uh, Ray, Raven's dad was one of that guy's sort of um, number twos, not shits. <laughs> yeah, um, yo, 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 yo. So she's in Florida. Um, how, how, how did she become the Luna Vachon character? Well, she knew. Basically, it's the, it's the mid '80s. Women's wrestling is taking off, but it's in the glow. It's in these all women's federations where everyone, including at the time Sherry Martel, is playing these like super clean all American girl characters, and any deviation, like there's no deviation. Basically, it's you're just watching uh, pretty ladies roll around on each other. And Luna just goes like, well, basically, how do I stand out and still have the respect with my family name? And she just shaved half her fucking head. And went for it. Well, no. and And ripped her vocal. Because, like, she was saying this, too. It's like, I was around all these great announcers, but no one told me to speak from my diaphragm. So she was getting on a plane in, like, the late 80s, and some guy was like, uh, your vocal cords are clearly ripped. I can help you with that push from your diaphragm when you speak and she was like oh fuck like no no but you're not getting into how they broke her into the business in florida let's tell me baby tell me fucking right now they debuted her as a reporter yeah yeah they debuted her as a reporter um who would uh, (laughs) do interviews with the various wrestlers uh kevin sullivan being one of those wrestlers the cups are over there um and he slapped her twice in the face and then converted her to his side Basically, the most Florida angle ever. Hit women. It makes them respect you. Uh, she then became part of Kevin Sullivan's army. Keep in mind, so Kevin Sullivan at this time is booking under Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham and the Florida Territory are super fucking hot, but are slowly wrapping up. Um, thank you for the water, Dylan. Uh, Eddie Graham's major ally was Vince McMahon Sr. Um, as Vince McMahon Jr. starting the, um, the push-out and takeover... Uh, Eddie Graham shuts the shop, knowing that that is definitely going to be a problem, and rolls it through and get, sends everyone basically to Atlanta or to Charlotte. Eddie Graham is also the reason why uh, the uh, NW or uh, Dusty Rhodes is who he is. He was an amazing booker. Um, Kevin Sullivan was touted as his heir apparent, and the last big angle was Satanic Kevin Sullivan uh, with various sort of rolling henchmen, Aluna Vachon being the lady one. Yes, but also they have, this is where he first meets woman, so he's got like this basically harem of, I don't say harem, but he's got multiple female valets, which is certainly a thing for the time. Like in Florida where you're basically being like, I worship the devil and I fuck more than one woman, and they're like... Right in the Bible, like right in the Bible. Like Kevin Sullivan had to move because in one of the after mags, they put the headline, the devil is my manager. And they sold out all the towns on the loop, but basically people brought batteries to throw at Kevin Sullivan, the yeah. devil worshiper. It's so crazy. He, and by the way, he very specifically never said, I worship the devil. He said, I, I live in darkness. Um, well, it's kind of the same I thing. I pray to the other, but he never said, I am a Satanist. But specifically because it's fucking Florida and they'll be like, kill him. The other thing about it is, just from a storytelling point of view, it's way more interesting to allude to something than flat out say it. Just like how in WWF's so one of the better moves I think they did with Gangrel was like they would I love Gangrel. He was just a vampire, but they didn't say because his his name in Mexico and Puerto Rico was Vampire Warrior, yeah. but they just never said he was a vampire explicitly because it's way more fun to be like, oh, what's the guy? That guy's that, well. They did make it fucking kind of hacky because it was like he's drinking that mysterious red substance. Yeah, but like it's still that thing where it's just you like mean oh. blood, Jr. You mean yeah. fucking blood? You still call it like it's real life. 
I don't know, like, like if a guy's just drinking that red, you're like, oh, well, that can't be it because it's, he's clearly not a vampire in the fake fight. The problem is, is that, they, yes, but then his entranceway is the stage explicably sets fire. Like, that's the one problem when you try and apply some real world to, like, logic to wrestling where it's like, the Undertaker's concerned about his wife. Luckily, he controls the power of lightning. <laughs> so Luna is uh, basically comes into her own immediately in the Un- Army of Darkness stable. Uh, she wrestles uh, Medusa for the first time, and this is a long-running feud. Which, by the way, it's the, a long-running feud because the they're the they only two fucking wrestlers. Fucking F though, like she, they were there at the same time, and they had fucking uh, Alundra Blaze wrestling fat people and circus clowns, and they had Luna right there in the fucking wings. Here's the thing that we didn't that we didn't do this episode soon enough because we did the China episode before this one. But like a lot of what Luna is is future China. Yeah, she's because like the- there's no as a kid you didn't even need that person. In 1993, when I first saw Luna, you didn't even need the person she was managing to be intimidating at all. If they were with Luna, you knew they were like meant b- business in a way that was very upsetting. Absolutely, she was so different and so much more serious than any other character. Like right down to the fact that no one, except for the fucking Vishans have ever talked like that nor would ever talk like that again luna was just nuts she was just fucking nuts man it was, it was great and the, the again the way they portrayed the matches with medusa were fucking at all intents purposes crazy because it's also at that time women's wrestling was very much like belly to back suplex shake of the hand yeah do the hair cry sync up periods <laughs> both be champions and yeah. you have like one woman who talks like a dog that's dying, and then this blonde, big-titted woman who still looks like she could. Uh, <laughs> just fucking in the ring. And it's fucking amazing sort of... It's, again, I got to go back to it. Luna Vachon was 20 years too late or 20 years too soon. It's And future China, all of those sort of things. The reason why she wouldn't have been China is China worked because China was as tall as all the wrestlers, while Luna was much smaller, and it didn't necessarily work. But she was super, like very well muscled like she didn't really fall into the trap where like like natty nightheart when she first came in to the wwe she was like more or less looked like beth phoenix like she had big arms yeah. you know big shoulders all that stuff whereas luna and then now has basically worked out to the point where she just kind of looks like every other girl now whereas luna just fucking and especially in the early 90s when everyone just wanted that, she, she was still like, no, fuck this. I'm a wrestler. Like, she was way more... She had way more allegiance to her family and wanting to make well, that it, name something still. Absolutely. Than, and she got over in such a way because she was like, uh, low-key had one of the best looks for a female wrestler ever. Like, still right now, like, who would you say Luna's legacy would be right now in the WWE? If, like, Paige? Paige is up... Like, Paige is, like, yeah. a pretty lady. And Luna, you know... You need like a a big muscly girl. It would maybe be, like, and even like I was thinking about this like not she's most she would be intimate most intimidating now because even like Nia Jax, like Nia Jax, you're not fooling anybody. You look at Nia Jax's Instagram; it's just like a cute woman trying to live her life. Yeah, like it's all like she'll come on TV and throw someone outside of the ring. And like, oh, Nia Jax is so powerful. But literally her whole Instagram is like, I tried out this new makeup. Thank you for the makeup tutorial. It's like, get off Instagram. Like, just have your own fucking Instagram. This then goes back to the WWE. The wrestlers should not be out of character on social media. They should be living it 24-7. Buddy, after mags. Yeah, they should just be doing after mags on social media. I love after mags. I'm going to buy this year's best wrestlers because uh, sometimes they say strengths and weaknesses and they try and figure out in the worked matches like what's the Dudley boys weakness one time it was stamina 
Well, the problem with the Dudley boys now is one of them is retired. One of them is retired. Uh, which one? Bubba. No, Bubba is not retired. He wrestled like... I thought he reti- he did a retirement two weeks ago. fucking Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then Briscoe's fucking attacked him, baby. Oh, okay. Because he was retiring because of concussions. Oh, well, that's, it's wrestling, so you yeah. retire because of that. Guy threw a wooden table at him. I'm supposed to believe the guy who took full chair shots from the fucking balls and axle for his whole youth has concussion. Get out of here. Anyway, Luna wrestled for David McLean's Powerful Women of Wrestling, which was the follow-up to Glow. Basically, Glow, without the money, she yeah. wrestled in the AWA. and they still the cocaine. Oh, for sure, the cocaine. Well, here's the thing. The AWA, right? The AWA started, uh, they did a thing where it's like, we can't have male wrestlers, so now we have female wrestlers, basically. Yes, and she participated in the uh, Super Clash, which was the... Uh, AWA, the WCCW, and someone else's big time pay per view, and this was, by the way, the best one of them all, I believe, because mm-hmm. this is the one with um um is this the one with the fucking um Kerry Von Erich Jerry Lawler match? Yes, it is. It's Jerry Lawler Kerry Von Erich during the fucking crazy referee stoppage because of like the blood that you're just like, good lord, man. Yeah. And even watching Luna in the David McLean's Powerful Women of Wrestling, it's just like, because basically everyone I'm sure who's listening to this has at least flirted with or like flat out watched pretty much all of Glow. And Glow I was. I'm the only person who hasn't watched Glow at all. It's good, but it's just like, but if you've seen. If reason. you know anything about Glow, you know it was just models and actresses who were like paid to learn how to wrestle. Whereas this is a member of the Vashon family. So it's like just, oh, this actress who just learned how to wrestle against a woman who's going to punish her for her insolence. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a sad situation for the, like, I could have been a stewardess, but now I'm bare, I'm Barbara Legal up against a dog that wants you dead. <laughs> but it's also like just shit like, like she just holds onto a front face lock for a long time where you're like, it doesn't look like it on TV, but for sure Luna's trying to be like, lose some fucking teeth you insolent bitch like again mad dog vashon like she turned the vashon family around on them wrestling and like mad dog vashon never forgave his son for attempting to wrestle yeah like, but, 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 but crazy it, but it makes sense to me it makes sense in the way that like luna for their legacy luna's different like luna's not She's not like the neck butcher Vashon, Mad Dog Vashon. The dudes are done. Like that, you can do. You've done everything you can with that legacy of like crazy mm-hmm. nuts French get dude. Now you're moving on to this one's crazy and frankly has darker imagery and like more in it and a better, not a better performer, but like certainly rivals those two dudes. Absolutely, and it's also very interesting because if they had used her properly as this fucking big dominant heel, you could bring in. Baby faces for limited runs to take a run at her, put the belt on her, cool her off, bring her back in a cycle. So you actually don't need that many women in a women's division if used properly. Uh, After uh, Super Clash, she uh, then heads to Stampede Wrestling, where I assume she learned how to take pills with the best of them. (laughs) 
she uh, yeah she took okay what you want to do is, is get you the headlock be- and then so where are my eyes Luna why did you take my eyes this is also the beginning of her being a manager she meets uh, both her first and second husband as she is the tag the manager of the tag team the Blackhearts which consisted of Tom Nash someone she knew since childhood and became her husband and then David Heath who became her second husband, also known as Gangrel. You know they don't like Luna initiated a double team between. Do you them. know how? Do you know how he first met Luna? No, I feel like I'm about to be sad. So, Luna came from a match. She came backstage. She had a broken nose, and she looked at Gangrel and she went, licked her lips with the blood and went, "Fresh meat." <laughs> <laughs> Are you into that? She might be from Georgia, but that is a Western Canadian gal. If I've ever- Fresh meat. And then she started biting him on the neck because she was drunk in a cab. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to hit her or something. And then she was like, fucking try it. Yeah, and then he was like, like I have a boner that's never going away. Yeah, wait, wait. Do not try and fight the woman who was raised by Mad Dog and Butcher Vachon. Yeah, she actually didn't. Uh, she didn't ever... She didn't make her most of her money off wrestling. She made most of her money off an instructional video on sex choking called Stop When They're Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you survived. You get to be my husband. Yeah. First category, safe words. If you use a safe word, you don't deserve to die. Live. <laughs> I don't know the difference between life and death. Life has been pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she also developed this is the time where she developed a very very close relationship with the Hart family in particular Owen Hart she then goes she's one of the last territorial wrestlers which makes sense because they'd probably be like well just pay her or she's going to come to my house and kill one of my kids she's just like like I said man like I said this in previous episode she's just way up for fighting and way more confrontational than anyone. You know what I mean? She apparently tried to attack this later on, but tried to attack Mark Marrow, and she, he said, you might knock me out, but I'm going to take a chunk out of your fucking face. I so good. She's <laughs> great. Um, she but people wrestled in the ECW uh, Progenitor, which is Tri-State Wrestling. Yep. Um, then was uh, in All Japan and br- worked briefly in the Wild Women of Wrestling, both as a competitor, a commentator, and a booker, which leads me to believe they didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> what are you going to do? Everything. She is a weird thing where she's like a legacy like act like Sabu, where all you needed to do... Because a lot of people, like, commentators will really shit on new people a lot of the times, unless basically the booker goes, get this guy over. It's also, be, be, the different, the thing with both her, with Sabu and Luna Vachon is, like, she's a legacy act, but it's also the legacy of three loon bags. Yeah. Well, they get her over much in the same way that they get Sabu over in WCW, where they're basically like, her dad's fucking nuts. She's fucking nuts. Enjoy. Like, yeah. her dad and her uncle are fucking insane. Um, she's insane. Ed Fairhat famously was walking down the street, and his childhood best friend walked up and went, Are you Ed Farhat? And he grabbed him by the face and held a razor blade to his neck and whispered, I am. Now don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> we, should, um, befo- we should take a break, and then we'll come back with uh, her WWF ECW, WCW, and then again, WWF runs. Because I don't remember her being in WCW, but her second WWF run, whoo! We got we got artist formerly known as Go- we got Dick Flashing to look forward to in the second half. Maybe the best, maybe the best, uh, re debut with the worst reception ever. 
Maybe the breast. YOLO! This one will be even shorter. Patreon.com backslash rest of review. You know why to go there, and if you don't, suck it. There's shit on my ass. How did she get hired in WCW? How did she get hired in WCW? WWF. Gangrel sent in a tape, and she was on the tape, and they were like, yeah, we want her. Yeah, and well, the way they well, they were wrestling in Puerto Rico in the '90s. So basically, after um, Bruiser Brody gets murdered in Puerto Rico, <laughs> yeah, Puerto Rico starts only booking Americans that are willing to. I basically be like, well, we didn't know uh, Terry Goodish, so I guess we'll go to Puerto Rico and work for men that are willing to kill us. Fuck, man, what uh, a fucking legacy to be brought into. Oh, it's a great. They'll fight. do what they can. Yeah, they do what they want. They do what they please. She is brought into. The WWF to be uh, Shawn Michaels' new fuck thing after mm-hmm. he leaves Sherry Martel. It's I love this. So it's basically implied in WrestleMania Nine that uh, Shawn Michaels has left uh, Sherry Martel, and now for some inexplicable reason, Luna is attracted to him, and Luna is now just trying to eat Sherry Martel. That is the best thing about all this shit. Is like there's the WWE. They don't. They clearly don't really know what to do with Luna just based on the fact that she has a different look. So what are we going to do? Oh, it's pretty clear what we're going to do. Every guy wants to fuck her, and we're going to imply she's real into butt stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Luna's Luna's once again helping Bam Bam Bigelow. As you can see, Bam Bam's walking funny because Luna takes what she wants. Yeah. She eats ass before the shower. <laughs> Clean it up, son. I'm about to ruin it again. That's her main <laughs> main yeah. motto. They call her the roll. Toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently when uh, the only thing... By in- the way, if you know other... If you never want to see... If you want to see a clash of styles, watch Luna Vachon attack Sherry Martel at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Where in the ring, it's these lily-livered, like... Like very soft workers, everyone's like quickly off steroids, so they all look weird and don't fit in their trunks. And then Sherry Martell is just in this weird medical facility, and then a leather tornado just starts going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and just like fucking, I think she breaks a coffee maker over her head. (laughs) When I was like, that would be so painful. Think about a coffee maker. It's all edges. It's all just edges. It's all edges that once broken creates more, smaller, sharper edges. Yeah, plastic. Like, low-key plastic is probably super bad to get hit with because it just breaks and then just cuts your fucking head. Ooh, 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 loony. So, Luna, uh, as we... This is her main... I think this is her main WWE run is her with Bam Bam. Absolutely. She's uh, the main squeeze. Do you remember her being called the Tick? No. Because apparently in Wikipedia, he... Uh, he called her his Tick, yeah. He called her his Tick, and then the crowd was supposed to ca- uh, chant Luna Tick? Yeah. That never happened. I don't get it. It's fucking weird. Yeah, but he, and she was announced as his main squeeze. And it's just so weird to like neuter that thing... Like, you're really neutering a lot of what could be a fucking also Luna- main event almost thing. Because, like, this guy is 400 pounds and covered in tattoos onto his fucking head. This lady, 
for the purposes of early 90s wrestling everyone believes has half of her head tattooed like these are two fucking badasses and now you gotta add a love story into it like get fucked also, you don't need to put them together you need to put her with like it's again it's early 90s wrestling but put her with rick the Marl martell that would be even fucking crazier where it's like for some like basically do what they did with china yes and Triple H. That's a way better angle. You don't need... The guy with the head tattoo doesn't need a off-kilter babe. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's precisely it. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. I'm really good. They have a variety of feuds, one of which was Bastion Booger, who's in love with Luna. Yeah. Bastion Booger. Uh, also, why is Bam Bam teaming with Bastion Booger? Like, I, what did Bam Bam do? It was because his first run didn't go good, isn't it? Like why? But his first run was really like he wears a flame jumper and he's pals with Hulk Hogan. Like it's just fucking awful. Yeah, he's managed by Oliver Humperdinck, who's dressed like Liberace. Only you leaves no argument onto what his sexuality is. Yeah, it's such a weird thing where they didn't they didn't ever really get what Bam Bam was. Like they tried to make him a big baby face for some reason, even though it's like the guy's got flame tattoos. Just make him lose to Hogan at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, he's got flame tattoos. What he should do is attack Hulk Hogan. Get him over by, he broke Hulk Hogan's leg by being more of a man. Yeah, he yeah. did it with his dick. Look at his fun cartwheels. Dick, break, dick, break, dick, break, dick, break, dick, break, dick, break. So, Luna, and this is really what I remember, is her... The doink, the clown? Doink and dink, and oh, then she God. beats the fucking shit out of dink. Again, the WrestleMania 10 match is literally like Bam Bam and Doink having a reasonable match, then she gets in the ring with dink, and it's like, I'm going to beat up this child like I was beaten up as a child. I'll be Paul the Butcher for Sean and you be me, Dink. No! <laughs> Literally, Luna, if she was still alive, they would just be like, all right, well, we need people to take Dean Ambrose seriously. Get Luna in there. I absolutely Luna agree, would do color. And Luna also just like cut a dude's head in ECW super badly. Let's not jump ahead to what's always nice. My about. favorite match of all time now. What, me versus sobriety? Steven time. Richards. Where it's implied. Let's not jump ahead. Let's talk about because they br- they bring in a Lunder Blaze. It looks like they're actually going to do Luna versus a Lunder Blaze. Yeah. Um, it never happens. Uh, Luna sells Bam Bam's contract to Ted DiBiase. She brings in Bull Nakano and manages Bull Nakano briefly against a Lunder Blaze for fucking no reason, and she leaves the WWF. And she was the first, and she was a selectable character in the Raw video game, nineteen ninety four. The yeah, raw I game the following Wikipedia. up. No, 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 no. I just mean this. Too. I read it too. Fuck. And she was, you could win matches with Lo- like people. This is like, she was a different for it, her size. She's the only woman who's ever been like, okay, I could see her beating up like any is, man. What's interesting is you could tell that they wanted to go that far and push that button, but they never did. Like the fact that they kept her as a manager pretty much throughout her entire fed run even though they got her over as a manager by having her beat the fuck out of people. It's just yeah. a very weird, backwards way of approaching the whole thing, which is like, we want to get her over as a scary fucking heel, but we're not going to go to the effort of actually putting her in the ring. And I don't know why. I think that they weren't sure exactly how to approach having that type of female wrestler. I think that they were a bit concerned with her... Like, I don't know what it was. Because why not have her as a heel lady wrestler? You don't need to bring in Bull Nakano. Although that said, I think that... But no one also talks about it is the Fed before WCW fucking went crazy. They were really not concentrating on the in-ring quality. It was basically like, we need to get the kids watching again. So our champion will be a truck and he will be against a man who is very crazy and wet all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that was their main thing. 
They 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 just wanted the kids to come back in, and Luna might have been. It sounds weird to say, but she might have been a bit too scary. That's why you have to neuter her and have her mid card because you can't give a, a character like that too much power because she's so much more effective. That's the thing, and I think that they should have like if you ring the button with her, there's something to it. Like you could have her be. You could totally like even something as simple as a long term Bam Bam Undertaker feud where Luna fucking kills Paul Bearer. It's so sad that you everyone's listening be like duh seen it. Why? They've killed Paul Bearer before. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They put him in the concrete, man. They fucking no, buried life, him. Life killed Paul Bear. Chips and dip killed Paul Bear. If you think it was just chips and dip, it was fucking <gasps> Oh yes, I'll have another mayonnaise on my mayonnaise. Oh yes, gravy on everything. Gravy mayonnaise, my favorite breakfast. I have, Not a good breakfast. I have a fever, and that fever is a carton of eggs. <laughs> uh, after leaving the WWF, Luna headed to the independent circle uh circle. circle. The independent circle, you fucking bitch. <laughs> That's you. Are you looking in the mirror and talking? Nope. I look in the mirror and I see six studs all lined up on top of each other. Me. You're in a hardware store and you're in the section for wall building. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. Because <laughs> um, that was, I've been served my own ass. <laughs> um, Best joke Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Luna, she goes at ECW as an ally of Tommy Dreamer. Brought uh, in by Kevin Sullivan's wife, Nancy, probably because she recommended. was Recommended. Like, yeah. I'm done having stubby cock sex with this fucking barrel-chested weirdo. Let's bring in something to distract him. <laughs> All right, I'm a fan of the circuit Marvel Comics. So, uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you and me and Nancy, we're going to have a threesome. Uh a fan of Marvel Comics, so uh, I'll be the thing, and you'll be Reed Richards. He has it's a very, very good impression. He has stretchy. <laughs> it really is very good. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about Hulk Hogan, of course, was that he was like a strong man. I, uh, I fought his agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's brought in by to- as Tommy Dreamer's new valet in the long-running feud of him versus Raven. So this is in '94. So this is year one. They're entering. The second year of that four year, three year feud? Mm hmm. Four year feud? Mm hmm. Yeah, fuck. Was that four year? They dragged that out for four years? Yeah, man. Holy fuck. That's a long ass feud. It was great. But uh, here's what I'm going to say is she wrestles Stevie Richards in a cage match. And good Christ, does she fuck Stevie Richards up? Okay, before we get to that, this is fucking brilliant. She was brought in to fuck with Raven because. They were roommates back in Florida. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking genius. Yeah, because Tommy does the thing where it's like, here's someone, or Raven does something, here's someone from your past with Beulah, so he counters with Luna. Um, and I just want to get to the Stevie Richards match. I've never seen this match. Can you describe it for me in detail? Uh Basically, uh, like I, I can guess what it is, which is like Stevie Richards walks into the ring wearing a belly top and short shorts, and then Luna Vachon, one for one, basically winks at the camera because her uncle and father are watching, and proceeds to mug a man. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Except for like Luna, the thing about her is, so it's the mid '90s now. We can say it's mid '90s. She's still wrestling like the Memphis style, meaning she. Like shows sh- photographs of her dick to small children and goes, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the king, baby? No, like a stomach claw. Like, she does the stomach claw all the time. And the finish of the match is her doing the testicular claw, which is grabbing Stevie's 
And then Joey Styles ends with going like, it turns out he does have a pair <laughs> because he's a little fucking gay guy and that's bad. I love ECW. Like ECW, it never fails to deliver. Yeah. But they both do color. Luna fucking rams his fucking head and grates his head. Here's the crazy It's thing a cage match. Like it's legitimately some like. Some of the most intense ECW matches ever are man versus woman. That like, it's. A little exaggerated, but the fucking Beulah McGillicuddy Bill Alfonso match is off the fucking chain. Yeah, of course it is, because she just bladed, <laughs> he just bladed down to his fucking core brain, and they just and she literally just fucking Death Valley Driver, Death Valley Driver, Spicoli Driver, Death Valley Driver. Oh, that was another cool spot she did. She's bleeding, and then she, if I'm not mistaken, wipes the blood off, licks it, and then just fucking slaps Stevie in the face. Fantastic. And Bubba Ray Dudley did that spot afterwards, and I'm sure he just thought he thought of it, but baby, that was Luna. That was, that was all oh. Luna. Also, uh, Vampire Warrior is brought in because mm-hmm. he's jealous of the time that Tommy Dreamer spending with Luna. Great. By the way, in the backstage area, Tommy Dreamer was notorious for fucking anyone with a pussy. That's great, though. And he seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah, but again, when you're, you know, your dad's, got in, ties. your dad's in the mafia, so you get to just support financially Paul Heyman, and it doesn't seem to affect your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she went on WCW. She feuded with Medusa for a bit. This is basically stemming from Medusa coming to WCW and throwing the WWF women's belt in the trash. You mean w- yeah, she went to WCW. So they start like having a quote-unquote women's division. But this is also... It's 97. This is not part of the NWO angle, so no one's fucking paying any yeah, attention like to I it. I didn't even know she was at the Slamboree in 1997. Yeah, I did the slam. I, I watched that Slamboree match, and uh, that's the exact thing. No one gives a shit about the match until... Uh, Medusa clotheslines Luna and Luna takes the fucking craziest bump of all time. Just the perfectly, perfectly takes the back of the neck and bump the off the clothesline and everyone goes, oh, fuck, and then just kind of realizes this is a real match. And also, by the way, to add context, this is the um, uh, NWO WCW match is uh, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, and Kevin Green versus Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six, which it's so the same, if you've all seen the promo, if you're listening to this podcast, which is Ric Flair laying down in the ring going, you're taking me anyway, what's not paying now? Ah! <laughs> and then Six comes, or uh, Sean Maltman runs the ring and Ric Flair clearly not faking a punch just punches him in the neck <laughs> <laughs> well Ric Flair's done with pretending things yeah like it's clearly Ric Flair's been like I know what we do is fake but you've been saying it one too many times we're in the Carolinas I don't take no shit from a man with long hair <laughs> I'm sick and tired of confusing your ass with that of a woman's time to punch you in the neck uh, yes, it's a very brief ECW run or WCW run, and thank God for that because she heads back to the WWE. There is so much to talk about in this run. She debuts as the manager of Goldust in my favorite iteration of Goldust, the artist formerly known as Goldust. It's implied that she pegs him. He shows his dick to Vader. Less one second. What is Luna's first thing she says? First thing she says, she says the bitch is back. Goldust is on a leash with a gag. Yeah. Because it was always like, as a kid, you were like, that woman does stuff. I don't know what the stuff is I made. Yeah. And then you grow up, you go through puberty, and you're like, that was the stuff. Luna does the kind of- Everyone's so shocked, too. Everyone's just like, what the fuck is happening? Let me remind you what the angle is, which is Marlena- has left Goldust, yeah. and now he's got a new lady who's into the stuff Marlena wasn't into. 
Oh, she fucks me in the ass. Yeah, like, because I'm a a big boy. And if I Luna know I was porn, she'd be the type of porn that has top forty hits in it because they're not concerned about copyright laws. Yeah, we we don't have a production company. We just have a camera. <laughs> it's so good. But anyway, uh, and once again. Great fucking, uh, the best manager you could possibly have. For the artist formerly known as Goldust. Baron, I don't like, I don't like that it. Are what, there is nothing not to like. What about the time it's implied they throw jizz at Vader? I mean, that's good. Like, there's nothing not to like. There's a fucking spot where she sh- Goldust shows his dick to Vader and Luna's clearly reaching over and pointing. Like, ha, ah, look at that dick. That's great. This is the attitude error. <laughs> But I just mean Luna. I don't know. She could. I just feel like she could have been a top character. But I mean that wasn't the time. They use the WWF and WCW during this time. All used women's wrestling. Like, yeah. I mean, if we have someone that over, then we'll make a title again and then have them defend it. The person they had the biggest, like the two biggest draws ever in the Monday Night Wars were Sable and Goldberg. They were the two things that neither company could compete against or program against. If the person, if that person was on that Even show, Austin or Rock? Evidently, you could program against Austin or Rock because they were so ubiquitous. You knew they'd be back again later on in the show. Okay. But Goldberg, Sable, you're one and done. Yep. Luna is clearly brought in to then feud uh, Goldust, Mark Marrow, Luna, Sable. Yeah. This proves a big problem because Sable already has an overblown fucking ego. Yeah. Has, is refusing to sell or bump and refusing she to... She says, leave. legitimately, she says, I don't need to learn how to bump. And you just said that to a Vashon. <laughs> yeah. That's like saying... Which to, leads to a lot that's of like... like saying to you, we don't need sandwiches at lunch. There will be blood. Get ready for the last half of the movie, There Will Be Blood. You will be bludgeoned with a bowling pin, and then t- you'll talk about milkshakes for listen, a while. Listen, listen, I don't appreciate these weight comments. I'm just saying that don't you... Don't body shame me. I'm not body shaming. But body you, impress me. You're a man who likes a traditional lunch, and you like bread something bread. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not a nice gluten-free rye, just one tomato, a little bit of veggie paste. Very healthy, good for the heart. No, it's but not. I, yeah, it is. No. Who's a doctor? Not me. I am. Thugonomics. And love. Nope. Doctor of cum. <laughs> Turns out this cum is mine. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know, know how I know? Because it filled a mason jar, one load. They call me the mason jar kid. <laughs> no. They call me the mason jar kid. I have a mason jar full of my own cum. Um, so they also attack. Luna, they also attack Santa Claus. I forgot how. I just want to say WrestleMania fourteen. WrestleMania fourteen. Them tagging in Sable. Craziest fucking pop. Oh my god! It's crazy, man. It's more than Austin. It's more than Goldberg. It's it's fucking nuts. And like for as much as. In retrospect, yeah, like Luna Vachon, obviously Sable should have bumped around a bit for Luna and there could have been a build-up instead of Sable just beating the shit out of everybody. Because literally, in the match, Goldust sells like a Sable kick to his face is sweet chin music and just takes a powder. It's insane. Yeah, well, you but, have, but Luna... Again. It was the proper thing for that time. And I want to ask you a question, not Luna-related. Check this out. Everyone says Mark Marrow was the bit one of the biggest bus contract-wise. 
was he actually a bust because the, he, they got Sable essentially? You know, I don't think he was a bust because they got Sable out of it. And also, yeah. he was a like. I still would like. I liked TKO Mark Marrow. It's again, he was a he was never going to be main event. It was only fucking Vince McMahon that, and all Vince McMahon wanted was Johnny B. Bad. He didn't want Mark Marrow. He wanted Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, and it's crazy that he'd never seen him work a full match. Yeah, he just liked the idea of. He basically he just liked Little Richard. Yeah, what is it with like? But it's with the music he grew up with. That's what it is. Like it's just no. like. I like that song. I want that guy in my company. That's very like, funny. Well, you can't have Little Richard, Vince. Oh, that! I like that. I like that song about Molly. I would really like it if I ran a wrestling company and was so in a wrestling bubble that I actually forgot things, and then I was like, "Oh man, this mouth smash guy is the new champion." I love the mouth, you know? Comes out to All-Star, beats everybody, one fucking sick-ass puff. Here's the thing never to forget. Smash Mouth has three hits. No, they don't. Yeah. They have five. They have five hits? Yeah. Walking on Sun, All-Star, three other ones. <laughs> the one from Shrek, that was the yeah. three. I just remember when I fell in love with them, they were on the Lizzie McGuire special when I was hungover one time. <laughs> they were performing outdoors. And here's how the guy started. They were like, Hillary Duff goes, smash mouth. And then she's like, whatever at the time. She's like 13, just off Lizzie McGuire. And literally the guy comes in. He goes, how's everybody doing? That man is so drunk. And then he's like, somebody once, blah, 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 blue, blah, blah, blah. Didn't sing the words. What? He just went like, and I was like, Give me those albums again. <laughs> I already have copies. I'm buying other ones because I'm playing this shit all day. Um, you gotta love a guy who basically showed up drunk in a Hawaiian shirt to a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle everybody. <laughs> Smash mouth. Hey, so good. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the province of Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got pills? No? I'm gonna go somewhere fucking cooler. <laughs> Fine, dad. Yeah. Hey, Hillary Duff. How about it's more like Hillary Puff on this joint, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your number in five years. I'm a scout for pussy. <laughs> Walking on the sun is about my buddy Jerry Lawler and his quest for young stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Burn the computers. Burn this. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, big thing that you uh, need to remember is uh, Luna is hurt in this match with uh, Sable. And... Uh, she gets no praise for holding it together. Only Owen Hart congratulates her while everyone else is like, great job, Sable, which leads to Luna. Sable takes some fucking crazy bumps. Like, there's, uh, sorry, Luna does. Uh, Sable clotheslines her over, clotheslines her, and there's not enough momentum. Like, Sable doesn't fucking drive into it enough. Yeah. So Sable just fucking pushes Luna by the face. Sable literally takes no bumps. Yeah. She comes in and cleans house like fucking Hogan in the 80s. She's basically the ultimate warrior that you don't want to jack off to as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and like probable concussion on the powerbomb. Like, you look at the match and it's literally like, it's legit like if someone, if, uh, I don't know, AJ Styles was to wrestle a match with me or you right now and was like, I'll just 
run around the ring doing whatever. It was fucking terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, but again, I don't think Sable understands what she did. It's like walking up to a gun and being like, what are you going to do? It's like, well, that was the thing. Was I'll tell you what I'm Luna do. knew she was fucked if she threatened Sable, but she was so pissed about it. So she would just threaten Mark Marrow, which is so much scarier. <laughs> to just And then Gangrel being like, like, I think Gangrel had something where it's like, Mer- he thought Marrow. Marrow thought that he was going to try and hurt. She was going to try and hurt Sable, and then Gangrel literally said, "All right, I'm eating." <laughs> and then he was like, "Luna's not going to hurt her in the ring." And then Marrow went, "What? Uh, what's I out of the ring? What about out of the ring? What about out of the ring?" He's like, "He's not going to hurt. She's never hurt someone in the ring." And just kept saying in the ring, yeah. And then just obviously drove Mark Marrow insane because it's like you're basically guaranteeing your wife is going to try and kill my wife. Which- which, by the way, she eventually tried to do. Yes, of course. They eventually had a backstage inter- uh, altercation. Altercation uh, sounds... Altercation is Sable was existing and Luna probably under her breath went prick and then just took her to town. Uh, <laughs> Jim Cornette, by the way. You uh, know how scary that is, though? It's fucking crazy. How... Like... Because there's no one who wants to fight Luna because every woman knows that they'll lose and every man knows that they if they get to win, it will be at the cost of literally like plastic surgery. Like you fight someone and they bite your fucking ear off and you knock them out. You didn't win that fight. <laughs> you won temporarily because you still have one ear they need to take home to daddy. You know? Absolutely. What's also... Um, so they eventually... Uh, the odd thing is that Gangrel is still safe in his job here. Gangrel's still safe in his job, but Luna then <coughs> bounces around. This program ends. Uh, it turns into Sable and Jacqueline as a feud uh, because that's who Meryl Bryan brings in. Leads to the great bikini match at Fully Loaded where you see a nip slip from Jacqueline, by the way. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. Perfect. Perfect round titties. <laughs> Sorry. I'm delirious. Delirious. D-Y-L. Delirious from joy. Delirious from, Delirious from a yucca Um uh, She briefly uh, redebuts as the spider lady and is a nice wink to the Wendy Richter screw job mm-hmm. and attacks Sable again. She also joins the oddities. Um, there's a strat match at the Royal Rumble with Sable, I believe. And then when is it that she uh, attacks the uh, insane clown posse? You mentioned this. I want to talk about that very badly. So... She just hates the insane clown posse because they basically they were doing all these matches like as you, Luna like fought Gilbert. They were doing all these matches with like smaller enhancement talent where Luna would beat up men basically as a thank you very much for putting over Sable and not murdering our cash cow. Yeah, and please uh, don't hurt our wallet. It's filled with money. She legitimately hated the same insane clown posse, and they were supposed to do a uh, match her and Shaggy and before Shaggy two to open before the match. Luna was like, "I'm gonna fucking shoot on you. Like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you in the middle of the ring." And then they left for WCW, and she was like, <laughs> "The whole reason they left for WCW is because that motherfucker was scared of me." Oh my god. She's just too much Vashon for like wrestling when it. This is the pre corporate era, and she's very much like a bridge from the 60s where it's like, you don't have my money? Uh, I have all of your money. I want more money. Bite your kids' hands. Like, you know what I mean? But here's the other thing is, she's an adopted Vashon. So it's not like the rest of you are Vashon by blood. She's got to earn it. Now go sleep in the dog cage. There's no cage. 
build the dog cage. <laughs> then sleep in the cage. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, and she also is in the oddities, which everybody she really only really liked working with Jeff Jarrett during that era. She said because she didn't like. Uh, no one really liked working with the oddities because they were just like a bunch of big guys who sucked at working and they're like, oh, we can't get a good match out of it. The oddities, her point is well, basically... Way, for those of you who don't remember the oddities, the oddities were essentially Vince McMahon said, I want to have mentally handicapped wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. And they were like... And one of them was Earthquake that they put in a mask, yeah. called him Golga, and said he had a bunch of bumps on his head. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And they all just wore South Park shirts. Yeah, that was a big thing. They wore South Park. Because this is the, when South Park, the first wave of South Park was like, they said poop on television. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons, except they say fuck. Yeah. It's like the Simpsons, but unprotected. <laughs> People can't, cannot recreate the buzz in the playground when I heard out that South Park had some swears in it. Oh my god! There was a Newsweek um, that came out about South Park that was in the the office. Yeah, and it got stolen faster than any porno mag from a father I've ever seen. Like it was just <laughs> stolen and passed around the recess, just like, can you see this shit? And this is the problem with Luna is that I mean I don't think it is because they this is my problem with Luna. No problems. Exactly right. Um, Hence the silence. She much like Ivory. Not even like Ivory. Ivory didn't have a problem with the over-sexualization of women. Luna really was angry because the thing she always wanted to do in her life is now being taken away from her. Like she's the women's wrestling is not a thing. Like they're not. It's just they're just eye candy, and she was mad about that. Um, so they and they didn't even want to have her in the right to censor. I think because she was such a wild card backstage, where it's like if you piss Luna off, she's not gonna be fucking. Like, Again, apparently there was like their backstage. Her and Gangrel so are having like an anniversary dinner one year, and someone says, "Hey, aren't you that vampire guy? That's so fucking fake." And Luna and Gangrel just went like this because he knew it was happening. Luna fucking attacked the guy with a fork. <laughs> like it was like they were sitting at a table and went, "This guy is fake," and then Gangrel just reflexively went, "Block my wife from killing this guy." Yeah, because he went, "Ah!" <laughs> it was like just tried to jab his eyes. Like, what's fucking crazy is the man who had his teeth changed so they're vampire teeth forever is the reasonable one. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Vachans. Future goth porn star David <laughs> Heath is the logical, reasonable gentleman in the mirror. <laughs> that is very true. The guy who re- later ran a porn company is the one to be like, Miss, I believe you are acting uncouth. Madam, you are out of line. And I don't give a hoot who knows it. Now, excuse me, I have a pornography where the premise is everyone snowballs, but with real blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, make me hard, make me soft, make me, make me, make me fuck. So, make me love, make me hard, who wants to eat some lard? Luna does, Luna does. She would have been a legacy, actually, she really would have been if it wasn't for her, like, constant backstage problems and really... The fact that she had the joining of the fact that everyone, like Gangrel attributes the reason for their divorce is just like, we just, two fucking drug addicts and I couldn't be a drug addict anymore. She was just fucking, and then she got, she got clean and she got out of the business. Yeah. Her, that house burned down with all the memorabilia from her wrestling career in it. It's insane. Which is like, if you look at this woman's life, she basically lived her life to be a part of the Vajan family, a part of the wrestling legacy. Yeah. And then it's all taken away by God 
or just a, a fucking the universe. It's this whole thing. It's and super- she doesn't know how to fucking deal with it. Like it's it's so yeah. clear and it's so brutal. Mick Foley tries to like organize to get her memorabilia back and send to her PO box, and she's found dead of oxycotton in two thousand and seven. And fuck me, it's the saddest thing in the entire world. It's the it's the. I mean, let's get real on the wrestler real review. I know I just said, said snowballing with blood, but let's get real. <laughs> It's the whole story, and it's a lot of performer stories, never mind pro wrestlers, of somebody um, of somebody wanting to be something that even if they got there, they would just realize it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Itself. Like, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. But she wanted to be a Vachon, and she didn't realize she, already, she just was a Vachon from the beginning, bro. Yeah, she she could have just been a fucking waitress. Well, she wasn't a Vachon. She, she been wasn't a Vachon from the beginning. If she was just a waitress, unless she was like clunking people on the head with the tray and going ah but clearly people don't want you to do something if they're like hey our friend is gonna fly you to paris and be like see this is nice again how you're not being shorted by for money from some fucking loser that you're then gonna have to like threat hopefully not to fuck like there is a small part of me that's just praying it was a very large part of me that's also just didn't say that because i didn't want that another episode to be about (laughs) that (laughs) john well, these are the themes of pro wrestling, and frankly, unless it's explicit, we're just going to have to ignore them, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise every single episode is that. You know what? It's a tough talk to have with your broadcasting partner, and I'm glad you had it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're going to have to do a lot of looking the other way, and in this society, that's not what we're supposed to do. If someone's listening for the first time, the first time and they're like, why aren't they talking about how maybe that was weird? Uh, we know it was maybe weird forever. Are you excited for 10 years from now when Vince McMahon hears about the Me Too movement and does it in WWE? Oh, cat, a cat calling babyface? Yeah. Hey, I'm just complimenting your titties. <laughs> and, then it, and then she's like, That's what agreed. <laughs> John Cena has a prosthetic dick, but it's also 40 feet long. Sasha Banks. She, Sasha's gone now. Uh, get someone who looks like her. Anybody. Prediction, by the way, Fandango is that guy in seven years. Good. The fashion police, you're wearing too many clothes. No. <laughs> I'm Matt Lauer. <laughs> Matt. How long until WWE tries to hire some of those guys? Like Harvey Weinstein will be working for WWE films within the year. That's right? very funny, John. <laughs> That's a very funny. Like, Harvey Weinstein presents a WWE films production. Matt Damon. <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the disgraced and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know that like they were this close to bringing Hulk Hogan back. Uh, the climate currently changed, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not going to bring him back just yet." Yeah, for sure. They were setting everything up, and then it was like, "Okay, well, apparently, sex abuse is bad now." Yeah. What's next? Robbery's a crime. Yeah, Get wh- out of here. What's next? Having to talk to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's your favorite thing about Luna? Intensity. You looked at her and there was no fucking questions. Yeah. Like, what's that wrestler going to do? Oh, well, you know, he's, he's going to throw you. What's that woman going to do? Well, when she's done eating that kitten, I assume she's going to shit in front of everyone and go, <laughs> look how big it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, the best, uh, just a very defined look, realized character essentially immediately. Basically, what she did was she married her uncle's character with um, the like Satanism of Kevin Sullivan and it was like a perfect match and uh, it was great. God bless her. 
God bless her. And uh, what's the worst thing about Luna? Fake face tattoo in the WWF in the early 90s. Really? Bug the shit out of me. Bugs me. Really? It was so clearly not a real face tattoo. Mostly yeah. because it changed. But this is in the, the time of Hakushi. Again, but I love that shit. <laughs> I think the worst thing about Luna, this is going to sound weird, but it's like for her. They won't this is going to sound super nitpicky because you got to be when you're doing a All right. like this. This is fucking. The woman's dead, Dylan. Is there no fucking ends you won't go to? I'm about to be a nitpicky little nerd. Oh, Ooh, here we go. Comment on my thread. That's my top. My um, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how she still used like general women's wrestling moves. Like she's supposed to be this oh, fucking great. nut bar. She still used that whole like every women's wrestling match. Grab in the them 80s. by the hair and yeah. throw them. Grab yeah. them by the hair yeah. and let, let's break hair down face plant. Great point. Let's break down quickly all the wrestling women's moves in the nineties. Yeah. Grab them by the hair and throw them. Yeah. Belly to back suplex. Yeah. Some sort of kick. Yeah. A claw or arm bar yell yeah. in the ring. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and she still she wrestled like a two like I alluded to it in the one part about ECW, but it's like it really showed how she just ref, wrestled a pure Memphis style, and I guarantee the whole don't make me make one of those jokes again. <laughs> I guarantee the whole reason she was like told what she was basically told is, oh, you got to go to this Philly promotion. It's basically like Memphis was, so you can just yeah. wrestle the style you came up on. And everyone like, and you'll be a huge name because they're looking yeah. for anybody. ECW was Memphis if Memphis was weed, and ECW was meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ECW was yeah, yeah. Memphis with FMW and the grassroots part of what's for what grassroots? Oh, those what? That's what you just said. You fucking idiot. Listen, I've talked so much today. So have I. And I have not made any of the mistakes. Yeah, you have. Oh, I disagree. That's how you talk, John. <laughs> yes, but that's part of my broadcasting style, and I have reached a claim for it. John, I draw. Should we eye. go to, for Halloween as only Kurgan and Golga for the rest <laughs> of our lives? I just I I'm in a Kurg I'm in an oddities cosplay group. <laughs> we meet on Tuesdays. As soon as you leave, I'm gonna dress up as that third giant. I can't remember the name of. Maybe the best thing about Luna too Ooh, is that she that uh, created a hairstyle that became famous for a couple years. Yeah, she created a hairstyle that, that shaved I, the side of your head thing. That was I, all Luna Vachon. If I see a, a girl who's 25 with that hairstyle, I I stop and I think. Also, who converted her to Christianity? Me. <laughs> It was Nikita Koloff. Yeah. Also, something that we totally glossed over, she dated Dick Slater. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that sad thing. Yeah. Do you want to know why they broke up? No. I'm going to assume she beat him up. Oh, other way around. Oh. Which in... Damn it. Yeah. Who would have thought a guy named Dirty Dick Slater would also be a piece of shit? Who knew active member of the KKK Dick Slater would be a piece of garbage? Oh, yeah. We should do a KKK month. <laughs> where it's just I hate that in wrestling, the problem is, is you, you'd need more than a month. <laughs> truth. truth the, someone called the Truth Commission because you're about to arrest me for accuracy. Yeah. So my name is Big Dilly D. Uh, before, That's, we go, uh, before we go, before we go, who was the other giant in the oddities? This is bothering me. Kurgan. It was Kurgan, Golga. Giant Silva. Who the fuck was Giant Silva? Giant Silva was a guy who made Kurgan look like Rey Mysterio. He just was like a 
sick. He had that gigantism stoof that Still Andre alive. the Giant had. He's a br- former Brazilian basketball player. Yep. Of course he is. Former Brazilian basketball player. Later, he fought a bunch in uh, MMA. MMA. Oh, that's very depressing. And he got beat up real bad by everybody. Oh, of course he did. Because there was like... I, so I was listening to a podcast about this today where it's like every other giant guy that went into MMA, there was like, a, oh, there's a certain imposing force they have. Whereas this guy was like, oh, well, this tree uh, is going to get hit by punches because he's a tree and yeah. he can't move out of the way of this them. tree with no roots is about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That was Luna Bashan. John is naked staring into the baby house window. There's a bunch of babies and John gets horny when he sees a Pampers commercial. <laughs> Literally, I'm at John's mom's house right now and it's just VHS of Pampers commercials from the 90s. It's fucking disgusting. Yes, but I'm in those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going, think of what they grew up to be. A <laughs> um, couple of things. What? Number one, that baby house thing was not even in this episode. It was in a different episode. Mm-hmm. So what you just did was reveal the fact that we block record, Dylan. Stop pulling back the fucking curtain. Ooh, the curtain reveals. I got a super hard dick and I'm ready to fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it's Christmas time. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. So here's what you're going to do. You listen to a episode with so many bad things so in it. So ladies and gentlemen, remember, you're, you're spending time with your family while listening to a woman that just wanted to be accepted by a family. Whoa, that's true. That's deep as hell. So, so Luda Vachon is a Christmas story. Yeah, she is a, yeah, she's a Christmas story that ends horrifically. I mean... How many Christmases do you think she spent in a diner weeping? Over under is three. I don't think she wept. I think she was fucking having the time of her goddamn life, John. Because this needs to be happy at the end. God damn it. So next week we'll be doing... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your continued support throughout the year of 2017 for the rest of... Oh yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we will be finishing off the year with yet another... Patreon pick. Uh, Yet another Patreon pick. And this one will be Robert Alley. We will not be doing Buck Zoom Off. (laughs) I'm putting that off like (laughs) motherfuckers put off their taxes. (laughs) This one's going to be someone actually low-key maybe worse than him. The founder of XPW, Rob Black. Fuck, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> God. That's New Year's, baby. God damn it. We have to talk about Rob Black? Yeah. The, guy who, made, the guy who made porno too weird for VHS when that was a thing. Yeah, the guy who made porn so weird, they were just like, listen, you're going to have to go to jail. <laughs> but I, didn't I think you know what you did. Yeah. That's what I the cops said. I didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, even still. <laughs> All right, so we got to go now because Daddy's got to go stick his dick in a toilet bowl and blow bubbles with my long ass hog. Bye bye. Oh, my sweet Lord. Merry Christmas. Merry Jesus. Christmas. Merry Happy holidays. Oh, this also. is Christmas. Happy holidays. And Dylan's addicted to angel dust. Happy holidays. His wife. There's other holidays other than Christmas. Don't listen to what John says. And his dad is unsure about living because he died when Dylan was a kid. Nope.
at WrestleMania, I walked down that aisle of princess, no one goddess, and you, you had to put your nose into my business where it never belonged. I beat you, I beat you to the ground. The pain, the pain, and the anguish, you're mine. And then you truly witness my fury! <laughs> and finally, here, last Monday night on Raw, I tore at your flesh, I tore at your clothes, I tore at your very One. From this day forth, I will haunt your very breath. I will be your shadow in the darkness. And then soon, very, very soon, I will wipe you from this earth. And I, Lunabashan, I will be the goddess of the square circle. Ah!